Coming to the stage is a guest who has taken gospel music by storm. He first came on the scene from his dorm room with the song called No Grave, which became a viral hit. Since then, he's released multiple albums and traveled the world, bringing inspiration and hope to all. Some of his achievements, just some, include winning eight stellar awards, two GMA Dub Awards, and a Grammy. Kirk Franklin calls him the future of gospel music. Steph Curry said he is the best basketball-playing gospel artist of all time. I just call him Johnny Mac. Please welcome to the stage my arch nemesis, Jonathan McReynolds, a.k.a. Johnny Mac. Welcome. My man, what's going on? Welcome, welcome. <clears throat> I've been wanting to challenge you in basketball, but I'm not certain I'd win, and I don't want that on my record. I don't blame. But you. I could play. No, I've seen you play. I, I could play, playing. and I'm I'm 260, probably 270. You should be able to. Punish so I could me. be posting you up, and That's I'll true. be elbows McGee. And you tall. And I'm we about the same height. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And sheer will, we should do it. We should live stream it for our Patreon. That's cool. One That's day, cool. and then never release it to the public. Please don't. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's the that's the the thing about having, you know, the best basketball playing gospel artist. When Steph Curry says that, and it's on ESPN and all that other cool stuff, you don't really. I don't really want to prove it. Right. <laughs> Just let it ride. I think I won already. <laughs> yes. I won because what do people do this for? They do it to get that level of hype and buzz. Yes. And I have that level of hype and buzz. Why would I waste time? Proving it. I have everything to lose and nothing to gain. I agree. And anyway, I'm not a gospel artist, so even if you lost, he's well, still Well, no, yeah, not you're wrong. good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. But, you know, some of these other folks, yeah, Jabari I've seen, I've, and I've Travis and, you know, yeah. Jermaine. Travis, Dolly, Travis yeah. fell out that window. He can't, you know, he's okay now, <laughs> but, you know. Anyway, <laughs> Jonathan McReynolds is from Chi Town, Johnny Mac. I read an article you said you grew up in part time in the hood, part time in the church. What was that like uh, growing up in Chicago? Yeah, man. Well, it was always the hood. Uh, it was just, it was <laughs> just sometimes the church uh, inside of the hood. But yeah, no, I like. I guess when I look back at my childhood, even though I grew up in places where you know there's sometimes a lot of bad, bad blood, bad stuff happening, bad situations, I still feel like I was very protected in that mm -hmm. world, and uh, I definitely feel more influenced um, by the church experience than the experience that, you know, I had walking to church or mm -hmm. walking to school or walking to the bus. Um, you know, I, I really think God kind of had me, you know, in his in his care for yeah. a very long time. And so, um, yeah, I feel I'm more more church boy. Can't you tell I'm more church boy? Than, I, I than got that. Hood. Okay. I, I don't get much hood from you. <laughs> I do get a lot of notes of church boy, uh, musician, <laughs> things like that. There's some in there though. There's a, a little bit. It's in my it's in it's in my heart and the way I think. Maybe not the way I express myself. I I read into some of your captions. It's like, let me just let y'all know, <laughs> I am from Southside Chicago. Okay, do you watch that show by the way? Southside. Um, yeah, I've seen a few because my uh, my boy Miles he he's in it sometimes. It's a fantastic show, guys. If you haven't watched, very funny HBO Max. All right. So you described you were uh, raised by your mom mostly, yeah, only, and you were Kojic boy. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Yeah, man. So, so again, I had like double lives because I would be my mom, who is a church guy in Christ, or was a church guy in Christ missionary, mm. and so I uh, definitely be in service from. This is during the school year. You know, you got Sunday. You have a potential Tuesday night Bible study. Yes, yeah. You have choir rehearsal on Wednesday, Holy Ghost night on Friday. <laughs> And and so uh, I don't know what all the other nights were. If the Holy Ghost was only on Friday, but either way, 
uh, you know, that that was my church experience, and I really didn't have a problem with. it. I was a musician, yeah. and we had fun. Yes. You know, it's 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 unfortunate to see, you know, how much how many people have been hurt and other things by the church because I don't have an ounce of that. Like, really? all I remember is is us having fun and then walking to buddies to get skittles. Wow, you I, know, <laughs> I understand. I grew up very similar. Uh, I ended up working in the church, which is what turned some of my experiences a little bit more sour. But as a child, you don't know what you don't know. That's true. All of my friends grew up in the church. We was like, oh, this is what everybody does. You don't mm-hmm. know other people ain't going to church like that because mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to go to other people's churches. So I just assumed everybody went to church right. that much. When I got older, I was like, Sunday only. <laughs> Y'all miss there's five other days we would been up there. It's we was crazy. up there, no time to sin. Right. Church. I want to try some of this out. I want to make sure Jesus died for my sins. I ain't had a chance to sin. He died in vain. Mm. If I ain't sinning. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> is it true that your mom wanted to name you Shadrach Jonathan? Yes, she did. So <laughs> And she still to this day thinks that that would have been a good choice. She thinks that my life maybe would have I would have had more fans and more album sales. Had I been able to call myself Shad or The Rack. Not The Rack. <laughs> the Rack. The Rack. So <laughs> apparently my godmother, you know, God bless her, Auntie Kim, mm-hmm. she was at the hospital and she told the nurses, please don't let <laughs> please don't let her name him Shadrack. But it was going to be Shadrack Jonathan's, but it moved over to Jonathan Caleb. Well, she going to get that Bible name. <laughs> she going to get both of them. Everything's going to be biblical. <laughs> But Jonathan is a Bible name that it's not supremely Bible. It There's a lot of people other who, places. Yes. Yeah. Caleb, Shadrach. Caleb uh, is not bad. But it's not bad, but right. you know that's usually, well, maybe not. But Shadrach is Shadrach is 1,000%. Yeah. Your mom was like Abimelech. That's Dude, bad. That's, that's and, <laughs> and the thing is, for all the biblical scholars out there, mm-hmm. Shadrach was his slave name. Was it? I didn't know that was his name. Was Shadrach, his... Meshach, and Abednego. That those weren't even the the Israelite names. Those were given to them after they got into captivity. Really? Did you know you that Marquita? Me, oh, you want me to have that name? What was their What was their pre their I Hebrew forgot. name? They were nicer. I, oh, like his name was Jeff. Hishmael or something. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it was. Wow. I'll tell you in a second. You know Jonathan Churchy Churchy. I'm not Churchy Churchy. I just went to school for this Bible thing. Hmm. And so sometimes, you know, you, you go places and you'd be like, dang, what I thought in church, that ain't really the truth. Well, you know, a lot of times we just be repeating what we be hearing. Ain't nobody really did no more research. Because Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro was standing in that fire. But three men went out before came in. Shadrach's real name was Hananiah. I do that. Meshach was Michelle, Michelle, and Abednego was Azariah. Hananiah. Mishans. It don't got the same it ring. It don't have the same ring. That's Shadrach, Meshach. Shadrach. That's, that's, that's Babylonian. We like that. <laughs> Meshach. <laughs> so, like a lot of church boys, you played instruments, right? And you mm-hmm. start off on the drums. Was it five years old? Probably something like that. How did that, how did that happen? I mean, it's just, they just there. You know what I'm saying? They're there. <laughs> After the service is over and everybody leaves the sanctuary, we can still be up there. Because, mm-hmm. again, we had night service coming. Yeah. So if if, if regular service, you know, morning service ended at one thirty, then we had a 7 o'clock night service. Yep. So that whole time in between, 
We just up there making noise. That's exactly We're right. We're up there making noise. Leaving. We're not going nowhere. We we eat. We get some yeah. food from some fries and mild sauce from somewhere. Right. And 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 in the meantime, we're up there making noise until they tell us that we're too loud and yep. we're getting on our nerves. So, you know, me, Brandon Junior, we we were up there just making noise. Who's and Brandon Junior? Just my you know childhood friend. Oh okay. Um, and uh, we we just making noise. That's, that's all I remember. I don't remember trying to learn instruments. Yeah. I just remember knowing them or how right. to, you know, I just remember playing them. I don't. Really? There was no ramp. There was no, like, I don't remember a whole bunch of lessons. Oh, no. Church kids. You ain't just got no time watch for people and you just go and do what you just saw. You literally, I think that's, personally, I believe that's part of the reason church influenced so much of R&B. Mm-hmm. You know, all the R&B musicians was just they church just musicians. Church, yeah. And now we have less church, therefore we have less musicians. Because mm. black kids really hardly ever went to lessons. No, we just watched. Lessons was just watching, shedding, things like that. We just always at church, you know. And you, oh, let me, oh, I could do that. And how you learn to skip? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you looking at his foot, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Why you kick your shoe off to, to play it on the organ? Because everybody kicked their shoe <laughs> off. I don't really know. It doesn't really help or hurt. <laughs> But everybody just why are you flicking the Leslie? People flick the Leslie. Hey, I like flicking the Leslie. I'm a I'm a very incessant Leslie flicker. All right. Yes. Just blah 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 blah. You don't blah, even get blah, time blah, for blah. the Leslie to change. Nope. It doesn't even. Nope. Nope. Time to change it. Um, why? Because the chord is done. <laughs> so you learn drums first. Piano. Does it feel like you learn them all at the same time? Drums, piano, guitar. No, no. I definitely. So I had drums. Um, and then I think maybe around seven or eight, because again, my mother had a keyboard. She played. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I started probably playing seven, eight years old, uh, the, the organ, the piano. Mm-hmm. I did take a few lessons for that, but they were still like not real lessons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like classically trained or mm-hmm. anything. It's like, here are the chords I'm playing. Right. Try to play those. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, um, actually, one teacher would write out the chord, like, not even in musical notes, but just like C-E-G, you know what I'm saying? Play that. And <laughs> and and so I went and I learned how to play. And yeah, by the time I was probably about 11 or 12, I, I could play service. Like mm-hmm. I could hold down the service with a few mistakes and a few yeah. embarrassing, that's not the right key, John, right. type moments. But, um, and I didn't pick up guitar. That's, that has nothing to do with my church experience. Really? Guitar, there's no acoustic guitar in Church Listen, of God Christ. Only in the color purple. Right. I, in I regular mean, church, <laughs> no, I had never, until, y'all, really? You, Travis Green, KJ Scrims? Israel. You got Israel? Israel, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I, so I didn't learn, I didn't learn guitar to accomplish anything gospel. <laughs> <laughs> like, guitar came along, like, late high school, but really college, you know, where I'm just picking it up and I'm just... You know, singing is it's more convenient than a keyboard. Mm. You can lay in the bed and play it. You can take it places. You can't do that with a keyboard. No. So that no. level of mobility, I never had as a musician up to so that point. So it was point. really about efficiency. It was efficiency. It was convenience. And I just, I liked my voice singing on it. Because mm. you got to think, this whole time I'm in church, I'm not singing much. That is so crazy. I, could pro- I probably sang five times in my church growing up. Really? And I hated them all. What? I hated singing. It. I hated it. I just hated it. I mean, like I, I didn't like that 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 upfrontness. I didn't like being mm. in the front. I like being kind of in the back and kind of doing our thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, laughing. Yeah. You know, we don't want to be the one that people are laughing at. Right. Maybe oh. that's the problem. We laugh so much at people oh, as musicians 
we don't want to actually be the subject of anybody's laughter. Listen, that you just described Twitter also. <laughs> so much easier to criticize people. Oh, yeah. Not as easy to be the person being critiqued. The 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 the, the musician pit oh, man. was the world's first Twitter. Oh my world's first black Twitter. Bruh. Because yeah, you have a whole conversation. I'm a musician as well, if you guys don't know. Uh, not nearly as accomplished as Johnny Mac, but you know every church can't have Johnny Mac. But you see everything from that musician's pit. Everything. You have to. You can and see I, all the I people. Had a lifted oh yeah. Organ seat. So I saw everything. <laughs> I saw everybody when they walked in. I saw I, I saw everything. And you had to play behind some people who was tearing some solos oh, up. Yeah. I mean that was that was where I I earned my my claim to fame because I had a good ear and so hearing when people change keys on accident and right. just going there with them, everybody would be like, oh. right. <laughs> That's how I got my my original glory. <laughs> was chasing these terrible singers around. <laughs> that boy Johnny Mac don't follow her. Hey man, to F sharp. It didn't even sound like she was off. <laughs> Let me tell you what was really <laughs> embarrassing for a singer. If you start singing, you hear do 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 do. Oh yeah, trying to look for it. You know what? I'm halfway through the song. We can't find it. We don't know where you are. Everywhere we everywhere we think you are, you leave. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. Now, how did basketball, how much of that was your life as well? You're a good basketball player. Not even I'm for a okay. church. The, jump, the jumper is, is solid. It's wet. It's, no, it's wet. Jumper is wet. Okay. When, I'm, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm comfortable and not out of breath. Um, <laughs> still need to work on. Circumstantial jumper. As long as there are no other circumstances. Right. Yes, it is very intact. But, no, um, uh, basketball, I started in fifth grade. So that was more of my life than music was. Mm. Music was like a church thing that we did. Yeah. And then, but basketball is like something I really loved, you know, to do and love to, you know, that's that's an every day at school, every yeah. recess, you know, we're playing or even morning, you know, before school starts. Fifth grade was my first, you know, like organized basketball league. Mm-hmm. We won the championship that year. Okay. We didn't win it again until eighth grade. Mm-hmm. But still, that's a two-time <laughs> <laughs> add that. Add somebody. Add that to my. <laughs> add that to his. Let me go back and read my the bio. Intro. Two time <laughs> Ridge Park Championship <laughs> <laughs> basketball player. Oh. Man, this so adding did, up. Did you have desires to to like really hoop in like college no, NBA? No, no, you just like playing. No, I just like playing. Like it's 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 very much even now. It's funny. That there's this much hype on it, and it's really just because I, you know, we we just be talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I just like playing. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun for me. It makes me feel like just a kid again. Yeah. All these other responsibilities that came with this life, you know, they they wash away when I'm hooping. Got it. <laughs> so let's fast forward to high school. Is that when you really start singing at at, at Whitney Young Magnet High School? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Whitney Young Magnet High, very smart school. That's why it's a magnet because. It pulls people from all sides of the city if they pass a certain test. And okay. So they're all smart. So me being smart does not matter there anymore. Got it. You have to find something else. Okay. Okay. Uh, I did run track, but I was not great at track. That's not going to work. <laughs> um, there are people who are extremely, extremely smart, like perfect ACT score. Yeah. I wasn't that. I was good, but not that. What would you get on your ACT? 31. Whew. But there were a lot of 36s going on in my school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, which is a perfect score, I think. Right? I got it's 36, I got 23. right? 23. Huh? You said what? I got 23. That's that's good. That's okay. I got 980 on my SAT, though. I don't remember. When it was out of 1600. Oh. But I kind of got tired towards the end. I really was just like, <laughs> I am hungry. I never and I had ate my SAT. Nature's Valley bar already, and I was just like, 
man, we're, I literally was taking the test and I was like, man, we're still doing this. <laughs> I literally had it's that thought over. and I just started. I was like, bro, I, I, there's got to be another way. <laughs> I was hungry. You know, once I, you get hungry, forget the. I don't want to. I'm sorry, Jonathan. This is your it's interview. It's okay. No, no. You, you, I think but, you need to get it out. Yeah, I do because I still got in college. Okay, and the ACT is more. You know, they're they're racist anyway. Right. Tests are racist. They're already stacked against. They're standard bias. You know. You know. But anyway, systemic <laughs> poverty. Anyway, so <laughs> so music and singing helps you set yourself apart in high school. Right. So that be, that becomes the thing again. Like I'm not expecting that because I don't think that I'm like some special singer or anything like that. Really? At all. I mean, it's not like I tried it out a whole lot. But you're not even like singing in church. Like while you're playing, you never be like, oh man, I got a solid. No, voice. I mean, I sing at home mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. all night. Just but did singing. you feel like you had a good voice then? Um, I mean, it was cool to me. But, but you have I'm, an amazing voice, though. Like. This is not I even. This is like it. obvious. I enjoyed it, but you know, you hear singers. You know, you sound better. It's than not them. like it's not like my. See, here's the thing. It's not like my mom who was in the room like half sleep while I was singing. It's not like she came out and was like, "That was amazing." <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That didn't happen. Like it was like, "All right, <laughs> go <laughs> go to bed. All right, go to bed now." Wow. So I mean, like she didn't down it. Yeah. And she did want me to sing out out more I, I still i still was a little more comfortable singing at school even in even in grammar school just playing mm. around than i was you know at church i don't know for some reason church was like that was like the actual you know yeah. if i did it at church then oh like, i'm really doing this i i know exactly what you mean yeah especially so, growing up how we grew up that is the super bowl right and so the first time i even sung at church somebody tricked me Cause, really? Because my grandmother, she came to, we do, used to do these little coffee houses in the basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, where everybody would just get up and do improv or talk. It was, you know, supposed to be cool. We were cool. Mm-hmm. We were a cool church guy in Christ Church. <laughs> and so my, they lied to me and told me that my grandmother was there and she wanted me to sing. When I said, when I finally got done singing and I came to my grandma, I did that for you. She's like, I didn't ask that. <laughs> So the first time I sang in front of the church, which is the first real time singing for a church boy, uh, somebody tricked me. Wow. I thought I was honoring my grandmother. And she was like, cool, cool. I don't know why you're talking yeah, to me about I, this. It's not her style at all. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to whoever did that. At what point did you realize, actually, I, I, I want to start singing, you know, because I know you, you know, you were you were recording and stuff in your in your dorm room like. What 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 happened to make you feel like I can record music? Because it doesn't seem like it was a dream of yours. Well, so so when I was seventeen, basically when I was just about to start college, I joined this group mm. called Mind Over Matter. Oh, I saw those pictures. <laughs> it was a little boy band. What were you? What was it? Jono? Yeah, they called me Jono. Jono. Most people in Chicago now still call me Jono. Really? Because of that. Jono. That era. Mind yeah. Over Matter. Shut up. Hey man, we were good. I believe it. We with Jono, <laughs> you can't be bad I with even, Jono. I wasn't even the lead singer. Really? I wasn't even. The, I was the third option. I was Draymond Green. <laughs> I was the third option of this team. And 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 uh, yeah, man, we we traveled around the city. We used to do a few things, maybe in Detroit or something like that, Milwaukee. Oh man, y'all went all we the way to Milwaukee. All way. <laughs> Two hours up. <laughs> You you <laughs> you on tour now, hey man. Hey man, we were good though. We were. What kind of what kind of music were y'all singing? 
I mean, it was kind of, you know, it, was, it, it, it ranged from kind of quartet-ish. Mm. Not that quartet-ish, but, you yeah. know, just churchy to more like contemporary. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Men of Standard? Men of Standard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Love Men of Standard. Uh, okay. So, then, how did you get into, like, I'm, I'm going to go solo, forget Mind Over Matter. No. I can't take them with me. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan McReynolds is a solo artist. When did you leave them and do have your flash moment? I didn't, I, well, so... The thing is, you know, uh, they are—they were adults. I was the youngest one. Okay. So they had kids. <laughs> they had a lot of stuff, jobs. I'm, I'm just in school. <laughs> so it's not that I actually left them. It's just that when we left each other, right. the gig was over. <laughs> I went back to the dorm room and kept making music. They went back home <laughs> to a situation and so I was just making music, just, you know, having fun. Mm. And they, um, you know, were not. You know, they, <laughs> they out here taking kids, daycare they, stuff. That, you like, know what man, I'm saying? I, I can't have a rehearsal today. They didn't My have son the got same, a science fair project. Exactly. They didn't have the same work ethic and, and time that I did. And so I was just making music just for fun, man. Yeah. And my friend Brittany was over here. She was there. You know, sometimes in the dorm room, I would just say, all right, y'all listen to this. I'm making no no real ambitions for it. Really? Just having fun, man. And um, it's just crazy that uh, that music meant something. Man, let me tell you what. Now, let's let's stick with the group for one more question. Is it true you met Molly Music while you were singing with that group? Yeah. And he he spoke something to your life at that time? Yeah. Do you remember what he said or how did I didn't hear him. You didn't hear him? So it was like a church service. Um, and Molly Music wrecked that night. Mm. He, Just I Hate You around that era? Uh, I don't even remember what he was singing. Second Coming album? Uh, yeah, probably Second Coming. Okay. Um, and uh, I didn't even know him that well. You know mm. what I'm saying? I was just like, you know, we opened for for him, I guess, that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, he, we got done singing, and he got done doing his thing. He start, started kind of altar calling-ish thing going on. And I was just standing there, and he, he motioned for me. Mm. And, you know, everybody in the group was like, I'm like, and they're like, he said you. So I walked up there, and you know, I you know you got to be performative in church. I don't know what he was saying. Right. It was really loud. <laughs> he wasn't on the mic. He was just being. He was just. He was hit, tapping at my belly. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to. You don't want to make him look bad. I don't know what he's saying. You don't want to be like, huh? <laughs> you know what? Can you imagine doing that? Too? What? I just want to hear the just, word of God on, clearly. Say that one more time. <laughs> you can't do that. I'm sorry. I really can't hear you. It's loud in here. You know it's loud, right? So I'm just like, so I, so I, I, I don't know what he said. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I, I went back to the thing. And they were like, we my, my my group members. They were like, what did he say? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, well, you, you were really going in. <laughs> And um, but yeah, so I, I just he told me like what a year or two ago when we were doing press for moving on and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He told me what he was saying was you're gonna come from the front to the back or so, I mean from the back to the front, yeah. stuff, stuff like that. That's what he said he was saying. Yeah. I don't know why he would remember. That's amazing. Good God so I feel like him. he made that up. <laughs> I feel like he. You were going to write no great. I like, now he's going to act like he's extra accurate. He might not have been accurate at all. And you can't tell the group what he said. Oh, I'm going to come from the back to the front. <laughs> right. What? Maybe, that, maybe that's why. That's why he didn't hear it. Maybe that's why you can't I tell didn't the hear group, it. You're going to get a Grammy without them, though. 
these people got kids. That ain't. This is just your star. You can't repeat that oh, to them. No, maybe God didn't want me to hear he it. He couldn't. Because I would have been guilty. Yeah, absolutely. Walking, like, just going to all the rehearsals after that, like, there's more for Mind me. over matter doesn't matter, actually. <laughs> it's just a stepping stone. Could y'all hurry up? I have a career to start. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I love y'all. I love my brother. Okay, so... After he prophesied into nobody's ear, and just to the void, but it I mean, was... you should have saw him. He was going at it. He was really animated. I heard nothing. Absolutely nothing. I bet it meant something, man. Meant... People, somebody heard something. He shot it to the atmosphere. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, you go back to your college dorm, mm-hmm. and you write my favorite song of yours, and you have a lot of them. Actually, I'm not looking at love that's also really good. But you write No Gray, mm-hmm. okay? Now, as a church boy, mm-hmm. No Gray was like, this is, oh, my God. Like, that came into my being, right? Because as church boy, you you know about God. Mm-hmm. But coochie is coochie. It's around, you know? Mm-hmm. And musicians, they're king of the castle. You could beat them drums. You could beat this, too. Yikes. You're playing the keys? Oh, this all y'all. We can repent together. You're already on the altar. And I was singing as, as well. And you're singing? I was this singing. is I like was marrying an athlete. I was <laughs> triple threat over here. Right? So you write No Gray in your dorm room. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you, like, what do you, obviously we know what you're going through with that. You're dealing with a lot of sin in your life, feeling guilty. But. <laughs> Pretty much. Do you feel like, do you feel like you've got something? Or are you just like happy that you have this song? I don't think I I don't remember thinking too much about it at all. Really? It was just like uh, I mean it was, I was just enjoying trying to figure out how to produce music. Mm-hmm. You guys think this is my dorm room setup? I have a little eight hundred dollar laptop that yeah. I maxed out my first credit card for. <laughs> Best way to go, baby. A little inbox and you know a couple speakers. So I'm just really trying to learn how to do music. Okay. Uh, none of this is supposed to necessarily be released and be out. Yeah. I didn't think No Gray was such a special song. Wow. Loving Me, I remember thinking, this is a special song. Mm-hmm. No Gray, not so much. Wow. Uh, and again, this is, you know, Brittany, my, she's been my friend since freshman year. Okay. She's the one that, you know, saw a little more value in No Gray. It wasn't until I actually performed it live the first time. I'm like, huh, this really oh. says something to people. It penetrates and people the are soul. Like, Oh, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it took it took a show for me to know that. Wow. But um, even the way I'm sure it was set up within the set, it was probably not the song. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not the song I'm trying to get to. This is just to, you know, yeah. fill up the time. Uh, and so um, that's just how it goes sometimes. Even cycles and stuff like that. I put that early in the show. Like, I didn't think that was going to be a, a, a hit. Wow. You know what I'm saying? We waiting for Make Room and, and, and other stuff. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it was crazy, man. I I really wrote it not expecting anything out of it. And I was never going to release it either. I, I, that was in my question. You found out it was played on the radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I had a little unofficial EP. Yep, um, yep. <laughs> you like, yep, yep, I know that. It. I read Mark, that. We got that. <laughs> and also, I, I followed your career from this time. Really? You care about jo- I don't girl? know if you remember. I joke about the Stellar Awards. I really was in this hotel where you performed No Gray. And I forgot a line. Yeah, and I bought the CD. 
that day, like I performed at that time, the Stellars was like if you, where me and John performed. You were skinny and you had you had yeah. a scarf. Yeah, oh, come on, man. How you remember you that? You had the scarf. You were really church boy back then. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't even have a beard and everything. You were just yes, you were a youth all pastor. True. I have that picture somewhere. I youth saw it pastor. somewhere. I saw it somewhere. So we're in this hotel, and you performed this song, and I was like, by that time I was saved and married. But earlier in my life, I was like, this was my, this was my story. Like, this was my, I really love God, but man, but <laughs> I also love this. I'm going to stop. I haven't stopped yet. Mm. And that like kind of war, you feel guilty. Then you go to the altar, you get delivered, you fall out again, you get delivered. And that kind of back and forth was kind of what you were writing about. Yeah. And I, mean, I think that's what connects with people. Even if it's not sex, it could be anything that you're struggling with. And I think people decide for themselves what no gray means for them. You know what I'm saying? I think that's why I resonated so much with people. Yeah. My, my college experience was I was being known as more of, the the uh um the get around type like i was being known for my prowess johnny mac i was hearing my name in situations where I, it's like this dude who's kind of a un unashamed unfiltered uh whore basket <laughs> and <laughs> and then me and we were in the same sentence. Oh, so I'm wow. like, dang, I've fallen that far. <laughs> fallen from grace. Man. So, and I don't think it was, I don't think I had done that much, but still what was the reputation yeah. was, you know how things can get exaggerated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but still had a, a, a grain of truth. And so hearing that and, and it not being who I thought I was, yeah, I was like, well, then who am I? Mm-hmm. So that was the genesis for that? That was when... The actual walk started to happen. Walk really? with Christ. Cause you know, when you're in church, you're you're like a you're like one of God's grandkids. Yes. Not an actual child of God. You're like a grandchild of God. You're secondhand everything. You know, you're being prayed for. You're being this, you're being that. So in college, now I have to see if I'm a child of God. That's good. Because he doesn't really have grandchildren. That's good. And so I'm, so I really believe that's when a walk started. I'm not saying it started greatly. No, <laughs> I get it. I'm just saying like that's when now I have to be conscious for my own. Norm for yourself, because a lot of times as church kids, that's actually a fantastic point. I used to feel like people who met God after, like who didn't grow up in church, they had it better. They, bro, you come in and you, oh, I got the experience, and now Jesus. Mm-hmm. They used to be more on fire. Mm-hmm. It was like, bro, I don't even remember ne- not being here. Right. All I remember is my first memories in life are church. Oh, Kev. Yeah. I understand, Kev. <laughs> you know what I mean, I though. So I'd be like, we didn't have a darkness. There's no. I was so born hard into for, this. I was born in the light. Yes. I was born in the light, and so there's no, there's no like. You know, on this day, everything changed. Right. No, it's like on this day, the good stuff continued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so, yeah, it, that was the moment. That was one of my first moments where I'm starting to hear um, the chatter of, you know, me maybe not actually being who I thought I was. Right. Or at least people not thinking I am. Yeah. You know, one one dude literally said, like, my I went to high school with him, and he was, like, one of my roommates. He's like, yeah, you know, they were talking, like, you know, he says he's a, a church boy, but he out here, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Dang. Right. 
Shoot. Right. I didn't. Yeah. And it wasn't even that I wasn't even that bad. I, never I was knew. at the I was at the top. Right. <laughs> I was up here at the beginning of the song. <laughs> I didn't even get to the hook. Me? I just started. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just started. This is my first year this of sin. This is my first year How of sin. How do I get to be the top? I'm all the way. That, <laughs> and that just shows you. That shows me. And I tell my nephew and my cousin this all the time. When you are a king or a king in the making, you will watch that even the stuff you do that other guys do, it's going to have bigger impact. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy can get in there and get out. But when you do that, she's going to fall in love. Right. This guy can get in and get out. When you do that, it's a reputation. Right. It gets around. You have bigger impact. And so I don't think that I was doing as much as maybe, uh, you know, was in the story. Right. But, but the perception know, because of who you are. And, I, and they didn't they didn't have words for it. Yeah. And I didn't even have a point of reference for who I was. Yeah. But I was definitely seeing and feeling the impact. Okay. Want to take a quick break and tell you about BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show. And this month, we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy. But that just ain't doggone true. Therapy is a tool to utilize things before they get worse. And it can help you avoid these lows. Many people think therapy is for so-called crazy people. But therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you recognize that all humans have emotions and we need to learn to control them, not avoid them. Listen, I started therapy during the pandemic in 2020 and I can tell you it wasn't even because things were falling apart. I was just like, man, I should probably, you know what I'm saying, see what this is about, deal with some internal issues. When I tell you it's life changing, I'm in personal therapy and I'm in couples therapy also as well. And I think my life, my marriage, my parenthood, everything is better as a result. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't feel to. Or if you're just ugly that day, don't worry. Or you need a haircut or you need a shave. Just keep the camera off and keep the therapy going. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can match with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And coming to the stage, listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash stage. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash stage. Once again, BetterHelp.com slash stage. And now back to the show. So this EP comes out. You know, it's around 2010. Were you getting label attention at this time? No. Nothing. Just stellar awards, middle of the holiday end. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's where we were, the Stella. Yeah, man. And so she was one of my background singers. Mm, and so I thought you looked familiar. Yep, see? <laughs> and uh, that was an era where I was always forgetting a particular line of the song. I don't mm. know what that was all about. <laughs> but I kept forgetting that line. Um, look at that. Look. Oh, yeah. Look at that. You got to put this picture up. Oh, oh that's it. it. Y'all was terrible. <laughs> Yikes. No swag. <laughs> uh but yeah, man, like uh I got there, you know, to Lisa Stinson, Walter Thomas, they were always working on my behalf, just, you know, um trying to get me out there. And then I would go places and people would hear the song, they would hear me sing and they would give me a little love too. Mm-hmm. Uh but it was weird. It wasn't like it wasn't like a machine. It wasn't like, come on, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. We're yeah. going to lift you up. It was kind of like, 
I was getting little, little favors. Right, right, little right. Favors, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it amounted to a lot. So is there a point, like, I, I've never been signed to a label and I don't really know how that works, but what's the, what, what was that process like when you actually were signed? Do, does somebody, do they, does Walter take you in to somebody or they say, hey, we want to, we want to, like, what does that look like? So I was actually signed to Tehila, which okay. is, have you heard of Bishop Morton? Mm-hmm. Bishop Morton is like a is one of the greats of 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 gospel mm-hmm. and church. Uh, he had a small label with full gospel church. Yeah, and uh, they only had other you know maybe one or two other people signed, and they were churchier singers. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you know, they took a chance on me. Mm-hmm. You know, and they didn't they probably didn't think very highly of it. <laughs> and you know, at the end of the day, like the music that I was making, even if people were kind of enjoying it, they still were like. But imagine if he sang church music. Mm-hmm. That'd be so good. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, you can keep doing it. I mean, I like that. <laughs> but what about if we put an organ? What about if yeah. you took a lot of the words out and made us repeat it? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Like, it was really a weird reception. It, it, it must have been God because mm-hmm. nothing makes sense. That doesn't make sense. That particular label, as churchy as they are, right. <clears throat> as Bishop Morton at the head. Man, yeah, uh, I feel the rain. Yeah. I feel the rain. And then no Greg? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. So every church, sir, everything I went to, I had to prove myself. Yeah. Um, And, I, you know, I, 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 and, I, and the thing is, I'm not like Molly. Molly right. is like, hey, yo, I got this music. And it's about to change the world. Right. So y'all about to hear it. I don't care if you like it or right. no. <laughs> yeah. I'm walking in there like, hey, guys, I don't know if you're really going to like this, but <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> you can't come in that. Un- I was. Bit- you sound like Spice Adams before he gets a haircut. <laughs> if you would listen to my music hey, man, per se, I just, might. Just hear me out real quick. Hear you know me out. Hear me out. I probably said that a few times. Hey, y'all. Uh, give it a chance. <laughs> I just did not, even though people, again, I look very confident sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize. You know, I'm six foot. I have broadish shoulders sometimes for a church boy, as you would say. Right. Uh, And I would go up there and I'd probably look more confident. And I'm scatting. You know, I'm doing stuff that maybe, um, you know, it takes a lot of confidence and it takes a lot of balls to go up there and do. But I really didn't have that much confidence confidence in what was going on did that grow as you perform more and more well you start knowing what works mm-hmm. so i am a, com- I'm a i'm a computer you know what i'm saying yeah and you do figure out okay when i do this and i sing this or i emphasize this or i slow down here you know you start learning just Got the it. craft of performance and and luckily i don't i don't have that much experience singing covers i have all the experience in the world singing my original music mm. you know what i'm saying so i was able to really learn artistry and performance with my own stuff that's actually a tougher way to break in it probably is but it, it taught me how to convey my songs yeah you know what i'm saying how do i make my songs work in this church environment or this uh you know white seminary environment mm. and then this you know touring with India and Layla environment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How do I make my music work in all those places? Um, and so I think it gave me a leg up as an artist, um, even though it was definitely scarier. Absolutely. I think this is a great time to mention that you have a master class yeah. that teaches people how to do this artistry. For that reason alone, I feel like you probably have a better um, view on being an artist. So make sure to check that out. Um, 
becoming an artist. Uh, it's a master class I put up. If you want to go to JonathanMcReynolds.com, you'll see a link there. Um, and uh, people are, 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 are have already started it. They're loving it. You can take it. You can do it at your own speed. Yeah. And, um, you know, people love it. And even, this is the crazy thing, non-artists love it. Because really? there's something about there's something about artistry that really lends itself even to entrepreneurship and other things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because really, what we're being, you're an artist as well. Mm-hmm. What we're being, we're, we're we're being businesses where we are the product. Yes. So there's a lot of things that people are like. Oh, actually, that applies to my business. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That applies to my life and. And so I've had a lot of great feedback, man. I'm really excited, man. Right now, Patreon is watching this live. I'm going to give away. How much is it? $199 right now. $200. $200. I'm going to give away. How much is 10 of that? $2,000? You ain't got to do that. No, it's I'm too gonna much. It. It's no, too much. It's 2000 That's too much. I'm going to give away 10 Oh, Lord. Cam, we're, I, I keep looking and you keep finding me. <laughs> Patreon, I'm going to give away 10 of these master classes. To people who want to learn how to be an artist from Johnny Mac, I'll talk to Cat about how to do so. We're gonna go ahead and sow the ministry into the That's people. So nice. uh, mine was only ninety nine dollars, but you know he's twice the artist I am, yeah. so it's double the price. But I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all I'm a two time Ridge Park basketball <laughs> champion. <laughs> Hundred dollars for each time y'all won that championship. Okay, so take us to 2012. I appreciate that, man. Of course, man. You weren't paying me for this anyway, so it's cool. <laughs> but you know, thank you. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> We're giving away eight of those now. <laughs> no. Uh, 2012, you released your first full album, Life Music. What was that What was that process like for you? Well, that was all music that I was making, like not really aiming for an album. I'm just making music, mm-hmm. like no gray, and, you know, I'm just having a good time doing that. And, you know, when push came to shove and they asked for music, yeah, here it is. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's called Life Music, because it's literally kind of just like, here's life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't write with the album in mind i didn't anticipate i didn't try to like weave a theme together right make room was it was weaved you right. know what i'm saying i started looking at the songs and in the life room movement and i'm like you know it feels like make room and so i set out to write make room got to it. tie it all together but for this was just music got it and got so it. um you know uh it was you know there, there's music that spans from 2009 all the way to four or five months before it was released. So that really is just representative of your life during that time That was time frame. the end of college and, you know, first year of adulthood. I, guess. I love that. I love when artists, you know, kind of time capsule mm-hmm. their music or art, paintings, whatever, movies. Like, this is my life from this time, and now that's done. If you ever want to know what it was like from that time, and then this next time is, is I kind of do that with stand-up, at least this time. This slightly problematic is like, this is how I started stand up in clubs. This set is reminiscent of that. Mm. Next year, it'll be if you knew me from the Playmakers or a Church Boy, it'll be that story. Mm. And that way, you like when you're listening to a musician's album, you're like, oh, they were going through this. I like love Beyonce. The Playmakers, by the way. Oh boy, I'm y'all going were, in. Y'all were, y'all were, it was a good. Y'all time. were the jam. Y'all were so necessary for us. Oh, Since great. you've been gassing me up today, <laughs> I'm gonna say that you know I really appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it because I feel like you guys were at the cutting edge of of laughing at our church experience. Mm. You know, we had to internalize all this stuff that was very funny. Yeah, yeah. But we kept it to ourselves. Like, we didn't <laughs> tell nobody that that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. And y'all were like, no, everything from the shouting to the falling out to the mothers to the everything, no, this is funny. Yeah. And it's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh. And we still love it. We still Don't love it. Don't take it personal. 
we laugh and love. I'm still going to be in service tomorrow. Tomorrow. So after that move, that album came out, you collaborated with NDRE. How did that come together? So that's Phil Thornton, uh, who is now uh, over there with RCAI, um, RCA Inspiration. Uh, he wanted, he, he, he was at E1, and he really wanted that collaboration. He mm. just thought that we made sense. Yeah. Um, and he pushed for it, and he got it. Um, and BT Celebration of the Gospel signed off on it. And so when India started looking at my music, obviously, and knowing that we had to mm-hmm. get on stage, she invited me to the house, and we talked. And it was like a, a very, um, very quick and easy thing. Yeah. You know, she remind, she was like very quickly my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, she probably was a little thrown off by that. Really? She was thrown off how familiar it felt. Because, you know, yeah. she's still a diva. She's still Absolutely. one of the goats. She still kind of has a wall. She's not used to people getting inside that wall. Yeah, So she yeah. probably thought I was going to be there like, oh, my God, just India. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I do have a little bit of that, but I also have more like, sit down. You're, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're being dramatic, India. Right, you know what I'm right, right. And, and so, you know, it's paid dividends, even though I know it probably threw off for a second. Now, you know, we're still very much close. Amazing. 2015 comes around, and you end up getting your master's in biblical studies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what – was that something you always wanted to do? Was no. teaching a desire? Like, what made you do that? No, I just I just went so that uh, I was in front of people a lot. People, You know, when you become a gospel artist, especially when you start off a song like No Gray, mm-hmm. which to me was a testimony song, not a preach song. But right. people took it preach. And so they were giving me some sort of, like, spiritual – they were expecting something out of me. Yeah. And so I really went to school to not be dumb. <laughs> I went to school to know <sighs> what I was talking about. And because, you know, I wasn't I was missing church. Yeah. I was missing sermons. So I'm not gonna pick up the Bible unless you kinda give me an academic reason. Because remember, I'm nerd. Yeah. That's that's the core of me. So I really wanted to give myself an academic reason to stay engaged with the word, even as I miss church and my wow. life is changing. That's amazing. And that same year, you released Life Music Stage 2. Mm-hmm. And it's going number one on the gospel billboard charts. Where were you when you found that out? Oh, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things happened. I don't even remember which no, one. I was, I was like, man, I did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, it was awesome. It was incredible. Uh, again, I don't have the music that people were expecting for it to work out. Mm. I have literally printed out in my on my wall a letter from one label head to my label head saying, "Yo, you know this is not going to work out. You know that really? you know that his music presents a lot of challenges that we're not going to we don't feel confident we'll be able to overcome." No way. We don't think this is going to end well for our label. Oh, how did you get that? So, years after so maybe like mm, three, four years ago, after I had you know been successful a, a little bit, um, the the labelhood that it was sent to sent it to me. Said, "Hey, I'm just showing you this, not to be messy, but to say, look at how you overcame mm. high doubt even within your your own squad." Wow! And so that I printed it out, and yeah. Do you ever just look at it and remind you, be like, boy, you dumb. I told you, boy. <laughs> this is Jay But Mack no, over because here. that's what I'm saying. If I was, if I were more Molly-ish, yeah. and I'd be like, see? <laughs> but for me, I was like, I mean, you had a point. <laughs> what? <laughs> you had a point. It was kind of <laughs> weird music. I, I, no Gray was never a gospel song in my head. I, I don't know how this worked out. But I'm glad you were wrong. 
That's hilarious, because I would have been talking that talk. I would yell at that letter. But that's still. But I did print it out hoping that I could be that dude. Yeah. It was like the chip on my shoulder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm uh, no. I was not that sure about this thing. So your next album, Make Room, also debuts number one <coughs> on the charts. Not Lucky I'm Loved, smash hit. What are you are you ego driven here? Are you like, man, I told y'all I'm out here? Or are you just like, man, I don't know what to keep the he keeps on Man. doing great things for me. It's really t- real talk, you know. Um, I- I'm sure that I can be cocky about some things, but music has just never been one of them. Mm. Unfortunately, music is what people expect me to be cocky about, and I'm just not. And so they even read my shyness as, mm-hmm, he just, he yeah. think he was. <laughs> no, I really, everything has been, first of all, I've, I've watched everything ascend. Yeah. So, you know, it's different, man, when you worked for it than yeah. when it was just kind of given real quickly and mm-hmm. easily. You know what I'm saying? No, Not Lucky I'm Love was still one of the record longest routes to number one. Really? Yeah. Like, it took a year and a half or something like that. It was a year. It was on the charts forever before it actually finally got to number one. Wow. And it was my... No- so, everything has been... I mean, nothing has been incredibly easy. Yeah. Even though it's been charmed to a certain degree, it's been clearly favored, been clearly blown and and pushed by this divine force. Yeah. It has not been like easy, like yeah. like a sure. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everything has a little bit of an asterisk on it. Like that's interesting. It was a little tougher than y'all think. Right. I was smiling the whole time. And right. But it was very hard. To go into all these environments, to go into a gospel world that was changing, uh, but still had not changed. Yeah. And do any of this stuff. I think that's a point I want to like highlight as a lover of gospel music. Gospel, you don't, this is me saying this. Okay, you don't say this. This is me. I don't say gospel that. can be very hard and resistant to change. Church it's people. It's in our DNA. It's When Kirk Franklin came out, people think I'm joking. My church... They it might, they thought Kirk Franklin was Uncle Luke, like they were so mad that his music sounded like hip hop, and we were like, finally we I mean I love Orlando Draper and I love Carlton Pearson, but man I'm listening to hip hop anyway, mm-hmm. so if we could have hip hop that sounded like church, now nah, I'd be in heaven. But they were resistant to that, and church people can be very resistant to new music. But you know that sound like you're doing that CCM. You got that go. You got that guitar. Got the acoustic guitar. Yeah. It ain't court. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. really be like nah. But slowly, people like you and Israel, Travis, you know, Ty, slowly started being like gospel music can also look like this. Mm-hmm. But to be a trailblazer, you got to take some of them lumps. It's, gotta, it's hard, man. There was a time when I was really remembering uh, that. Some of my songs, like even from my first album, I feel like they were wasted mm. because they were they were wasted on a world that was not really ready for my music or, you know, mm-hmm. interested in the music. So it's kind of like, dang, you know, that's why I did Smile Again on Make Room because it's right. like, hey, man, I, the first <laughs> album that, you know, y'all was still trying to decide if y'all like me or not. <laughs> there's good stuff over there. I, I, wish, your boy. I wish I waited. I wish I kind of gave more of a. Just no great loving me, I love you, and then a whole bunch of filler songs. Right. Just saying ooh and ah, so I can release why now when yeah. you guys care. And I can release, uh, you know, some of those other songs coming out now that you guys care. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just been, I don't know, it's just one of them things where 
Um, you know, we'll be all right. We got a well. Yeah. We got a well, you know. And you are known as a great songwriter, right? You were the guest uh, songwriter on the Challenge Show. Uh, you were amazing on yeah. that. And you said that's your favorite part of, of it. Why is songwriting so important to you? I think that's the nerdy part of this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, as a you know nerd craft type person, I enjoy being able to fit words in spaces. I enjoy making a song out of a topic that people don't make songs out of. Mm -hmm. I enjoy trying to rhyme and link words together uh, as opposed to the artistry, which is more, you know, pretty boy, yeah. entertaining type thing. Pretty boy. It's not as nerdy. Yeah. It's not as nerdy. It's it's about, you know, being it's about being front facing. Yes. And and making them love what's going on. Songwriting is kind of the <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Pushing up my glasses right. and, you know, writing whatever I want to write. Could you see yourself as a songwriter giving songs away? Oh yeah. No, not much. Really? I wish I I'd be rich if I if I did. <laughs> if I could do that. I first of all, I'm a very lean writer. I was mm -hmm. talking to PJ Morton, and obviously he's written for a lot of people. Yeah. But um, we're both lean writers. Okay. What does that so mean? We don't have, you know how, you know, you know these, you know the Michael Jackson types. It's like they have 300 songs on a hard drive, mm -hmm. and they release 10 of them. Got it. You know, for every 10 songs that you hear, I probably wrote 12. Oh, really? So it's not like a whole bunch of cutting room floor songs. Got it. You know, I really wrote enough. For that album, there's not a whole bunch of songs. I'm like, ah, you know, I got a better one. No, <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> it's going on. There. I don't need an A and R for this. Right, Y'all right. gonna tell me what's not gonna be on this album? Right. I wrote it, <laughs> therefore it makes the album. And so, uh, I love that. Yeah, so I I don't write a lot of extra songs. Yeah, and I don't even spend the whole year writing. It's literally a season that I write, a season that I tour, a season that I. Do other things. So do you do, is that every year you tour, write, rest, travel? Well, I wish there was more rest, but um, no, it's just definitely seasons where I have to focus on other things. Mm. Like I'm very like, uh, you would say robotic, but mm -hmm. me and my friends call it slotty sometimes. Okay. So you got to think, when, when, when me and you were in the middle of our beef. <sighs> we're still in the middle. Okay. It but, will never end. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll find it. Okay. But you got to think that, there were there were a few mornings that I woke up with an idea. Mm. So that's how I am. Like if I'm tuned towards something, whether it's writing songs, writing articles, or even making videos for beef. Yeah. Like when I'm in that season, that's what I think about. That's why. And I'm not so writing good. songs in that season. I'm not Got cross, it. you know, yeah. contaminating whatever. Yeah. And so I woke up like, hmm, what about if I put Kev's face on a blah blah blah. That was really good, by and the way. So I laughed. That was my favorite of the beef. Thank you. The Kev was in the crowd the whole time. I was like, <laughs> this man's a genius. But I just, woke, I literally woke up in the morning, and if you look, I still have crust in my eyes probably because <laughs> I just woke up and, yo, I, I was watching these old videos, and yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? That's just where I am. Yeah, yeah. And, and so songwriting is just the same. Okay. There's some days where I, everything seems to be a song, inspiration for a song. Speaking of that, is it okay if we play a little game? Sure. I like to call it write the lyrics, make it plain. Okay. I'm going to give you a word, and you got 15 seconds to make up a lyric to that word. I even give you 30, okay? Okay. Um, uh, for example, if the word is love, mm -hmm. you could say, love me up, love me down, love me all the way around. Okay? Wow. But that's not the first word. I know, Jonathan. One of your best songs is, um, it's probably not, you know, 
it probably shouldn't as a church boy be one of the ones that I like. Okay. But it was something. Uh, um, I'm a coochie? Lick, yeah. I'm lick, a coochie? Why don't you go, go on and eat me? Lick me on the outside, outside lick me in. Before I go to penis That was what? good. How do you know I'm a Gucci? <laughs> I don't know. It's my number one hit single. Uh, it, That's the whole song, by the way. I know. <laughs> this is 30 but seconds. It was, before I lick my penis in. That was like, that is good. That is really good. Stage crew, you hear, <laughs> you hear Johnny Mac like I'm a Gucci? I don't know why. I just was, you know, scrolling. I was like, that was, he's a really a genius. <laughs> He's really sharp. That was the moment where I knew you had value on Earth. <laughs> that was the moment. You know what? Let's keep him around. That's my brother's favorite thing in the world. And it I was, was just, just being stupid. But it was really good. You're really sharp, man. That's that's fantastic. Okay. Thank you so much. Sorry. All right. First word. Please don't let it be coochie. It's not. <laughs> it's tacos. Because you love tacos. I do love tacos. Okay, take your time. I mean, how deep I'm supposed to go? You ain't got to be deep. Because, you know, I, I want to go deep. You could be deep. You could be shallow. You could be lean. You could be fat. What's the opposite of lean? Big. 15 seconds left, by the way. You don't have to sing it. You can just hum it. Eight seconds. This is so hard. It's okay. It's supposed to be hard. Because he ran out of time, Arquita. Oh, Johnny Mac. I mean, I I, I, I I, had so many thoughts. Just go with one of them. You ain't got I mean, I had so many thoughts. So, I'm, I'm, first of all, I was thinking. This is what I was thinking. Okay. This, you know how my brain works. Yeah. I'll keep trying. I'm trying okay. to make this thing better. Make it work. But I'm thinking cheese comes in a lot of different ways. Okay. Cheese has a certain behavior when it's with nachos and a certain behavior when it's with tacos. Okay. And so, that's what... See, I'm way too deep. See, no, I'm, no, I'm this way, is great. I'm way too well, far Well, this is a song there. process, though. Because I, I see I'm, how you could be. I'm, I'm, I'm I could way, be the cheese in your nacho, but I, I want to be, be the, the cheese in your taco. Because right. the taco is also a coochie. Like, well, that's not gospel, but you right. didn't have to be. I'm just saying. Some things come melted. Yes. And they're built for nacho. Yeah. But I need you to be shredded because I'm more like a taco. Boom! That actually is amazing insight into how you write a song. <laughs> and that's why you could do song like People. Right, because you're you're thinking about people. I'm always thinking. You see how his mind you gotta think, works. Go, gotta go past it. You gotta go because well, I'm. I thought you were just trying to rhyme with taco. This whole time you were on the third stanza. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, so I'm many things. Finding right meaning. With. I'm not finding rhymes. <laughs> right. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Me and John gonna do a project, y'all. Y'all, go, you just watch. We just we're the best of friends. Um, let's move on. In 2016, you started a nonprofit, Elihu Nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, where did that come from, and what what was your what was the genesis from that? All right, so during my classes, doing um the uh, you know the masters in biblical studies, mm-hmm. we had to read Job. Yep, you know the story of Job. I do, but we don't read it. Right, I, I never read it. I, I know the general story. Mm-hmm. We know the Job was sick so long, and all yeah. of his whatever was gone. <laughs> um, we know all that. I actually read it, and so when I was reading it, I got to chapter thirty-two. Uh, you, get me, I didn't even know it's thirty-two chapters. Mm. There's a lot of chapters in there. He was going through a lot, uh, and um, and there's this there's this character called Elihu, uh, who's saying crazy stuff like, "Yo," because we know about Job's three friends that were kind of like trying to see, "Yo, what did you do to God for right. all this stuff to happen?" There was this other dude that was like, "Yo, I was young, 
I was so young and I was the youngest of all you guys that I thought I should just shut up mm-hmm. and let you guys talk. But now I have so much to say because I realize wisdom doesn't come from just being old and right. being experienced. Wisdom comes from the breath of Almighty. And so I just was really inspired by this guy who's apparently too young for the room, mm-hmm. but also um, understood that wisdom could still be his portion. Yeah. He could still add to the room. And so Elihu Nation is all about wisdom. It's all about making sure that kids know they can add to the room with wisdom, provided that they have it and mm-hmm. walk in it. You know, the power of their life can, not, it can, you know, youth, we know them to be enthusiastic. But what about if we're enthusiastic and wise? Yeah. How much could we shift things? That's amazing. Ain't that my queen of Bradley? Brittany, what you think? It's all right, Cam. <laughs> he Cam likes it. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, in 2018, you wrote your first book, Make Room, Finding Where Your Faith Fits. Mm-hmm. What inspired that that process? Man, that idea. You know, the whole Make Room era was big for me. Yeah. It, it took a lot out of me, too. I don't know if I still recovered from really? the, the album, the live recording, the book. The study guide. Yeah. I did a lot trying to. <laughs> you was you was tuned in to make. I room. had a lot of I had a lot of hope for people. Mm-hmm. I had a lot, and you know, I'm not answering the question right now. I'm actually going past it, but okay. I'm, I'm let me let me go back and answer it. The book. I just felt like there there was a lot that could be said by the era of make room. Okay. You know, just a lot. You know, yeah, you saying make room and you just leave it like that. But no, here's how you make room. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to to add that to the generation. Uh, but the that process led up to people. <laughs> that process led up to people. See, that's why seasons, mm-hmm. right? Make room. Without that, you don't get people, mm-hmm. right? Which is a great song, great album as well. But this is why I love that you're like living life and writing about it mm-hmm. and, and singing about it. And then people, other people are also living life and being like, oh, my gosh, this can I I'm dealing with people too. Cause listen, people. At that time you released that song, <laughs> I was like, boy, Jonathan, in my life again. <laughs> no grand people both happened at times where I was like, yes. Because I got a lot of fans. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Man. People. See, see, the thing is, I went so hard on Make Room mm-hmm. because I really thought that all people needed, all the generation needed, all Christians needed, was for something to be presented well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, it's not that. It's not that they're not listening. It's just that y'all ain't talking to them right. Right, right. So then when you put your best effort to talking to them right, and the world, the country just still kind of lets you down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know from 2016 to 2020 was just a tough time for to be a black Christian. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff. I'm just like, (laughs) oh, why am I even wasting all of my time and effort and voice and songwriting and book writing and everything else? On this, this society. Right. Yuck. <laughs> they are the best and the worst you've created. And I wrote people because I'm just, you know, in addition to some personal things that happened in my life, um, just in general, mm-hmm. I had a, all those songs that preceded, all that uh, music that preceded Make Room or preceded people, um, I wrote it really feeling like there was hope for us. Yeah. And I lost some. Yeah. I lost some. Rightfully so. Like, and maybe not for the individual, but definitely for the masses. Yeah. Maybe there's some individuals we can still grab, and that's what I have to focus on. But in mass, people suck. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Man. 
And I, I maybe people knew that early in life. Ah, yeah. I didn't know until I was almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back up a year or two or three. In 2019, yeah, you became a judge on Sunday's Best. Mm-hmm. A lot of people might know this, might not know this, but you auditioned for the first season. I did. I didn't. I, w- I watched that season. I know Crystal Aiken was there. I wasn't there. even there. It didn't, you didn't. How far did you get? Nowhere. You didn't even get past the first person? I didn't get past the first, the way they do it. First of all, I didn't know what I was going for. Mm-hmm. A guy named Eric Rideout in Chicago said, hey, man, I want you to sing for this person. And he gave me an address and happened to be the McCormick Place, which mm-hmm. is a big you know, convention center in Chicago. I'm like, okay. So I s- there, there's a line. Yeah. And, you know, they start handing out contracts. Mm-hmm. I start lying and saying I'm 18. <laughs> um, when I, was, I probably was going to turn 18 in a couple months. Uh, Kirk Franklin jumps out of the bushes somewhere and, you know, here comes a whole bunch of cameras. Yeah. And so they, you know, they take us in these rooms. You had, there's like a lot of pre-auditioning. Yeah. You know, before you even get to To the TV camera. To the actual judges. Yeah. But I didn't make it past the first pre-audition. Whew. (laughs) You had like five seconds. I was like, tis so sweet to Justin be, just to take him at his word, just to have the bond of promise, just to know the second Lord. Lady said, open your eyes, baby. Get to <laughs> no, she did it. <laughs> open your eyes so you can see that's where the exit is. <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much. Get to the end of the line. I know who the lady is, too. Really? You know, she's a she, she's a Chicago, you know, she's a great, she's a good singer or anything, but, like, I'm just saying. Hey, yeah. I'm open the judge. Your, open your eyes and go ahead and walk right over. If I had a chip on my shoulder, <laughs> that would have created it. <laughs> open your <laughs> eyes, baby. I was only 17, though. That's okay. That's okay. Le- well, so from that young man, you mm-hmm. became a judge. Were you, what was that? What was Sunday's best like? Um, It was it was cool. I really enjoyed it, actually. Mm. You know, it was something different. I like different stuff. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to, to do music all the time. Mm-hmm. I really like it when I have a chance to do something else. Yeah. Um, And obviously the singers are incredible. Yeah. You know, when you could churn out a Melvin Chris Bell, you yep. know what I'm saying? It's like, jeez. Yep. And I'm like, I'm glad I'm not on this show. Man. I'm so glad. I mean, yes. that's tough. That's tough. There's no way that I would have won that or even gotten close. <laughs> no way. I'll just sit over here and judge. Ain't that how life goes? The judges can't even do what we judging. <laughs> As a gospel artist, you're like, Woo, I could never make it over that's here. That's tough. <laughs> I heard what I just said. I couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to take that. That's interesting. I love that show, by the way. You were great on that Thank as well. You. Uh, so let's think back to forward. Like back in college, you you're recording in your dorm room studio, and then when you're making um, you're making music with Molly, mm-hmm. and you're shooting a or not shooting, you're uh, recording in an Airbnb, and that Airbnb, okay, mm-hmm. recording, you get moving on, and then that song becomes Grammy nominated, mm-hmm. and then Grammy award winning. Mm, crazy. What was what was that like to to be like? Because that's the pinnacle of music. Mm-hmm. Stellar's Dove. That's the pinnacle of gospel music or Christian music. The Grammys are the pinnacle of music, and mm-hmm. you have one of them little. What are those gramophones. things? Gramophones. Gramophones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a record player, you know. But you got a it's gramophone. Like an old old fashioned music player that were called gramophones. So it's really a gramophone award. I mean, it ain't it's got not, no ring to it. It's not, but it's, it's called gramophone. Grammys, that's where Grammy came from. I didn't even know that. Did you know that, Marquita Bradley? It's a gramophone. 
gramophone. Y'all just learned a whole bunch of stuff. We have listened. Shadrach. Shadrach. Real Jonathan. name was Hananiah, and <laughs> the Grammy is actually a gramophone. Here's gramophone award winning. That got no <laughs> ring. Somebody early in the gramophones was like, it, the gramophone part is really hurting us, guys. We got to give it a nickname. Let's try Grammys. What's weird is, like, gramophone was really just an early, like, you know, tape player. It was a mm-hmm. music player. Mm-hmm. So what about if, like, in... 100 years, we have the Walkman Awards or something like that. Just some, just any old CD player. But um, the CDs. <laughs> I really don't have <laughs> that's, no. That's it. But that's People what, are upset. I ain't got no CDs <laughs> award. That's, that has no. Three-time CD award winning. <laughs> Cassette award winning. Wow. Cassie's. They probably call them yeah, Cassie's. Cassie's. Cassette See? Tape Awards hey, will be the Cassie. See, hey, but Cassie's good branding. See? He got three Cassies. 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 Anyway. But you said that in an article, you said that was a dream you never had. I didn't. Yeah. What That's what I'm saying. Heck? Like, I'm living somebody else's life, apparently. <laughs> um, I mean, all of this seems a little apart from me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it seems like I'm I'm riding a, 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 a horse that I'm not really... Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even when I try to like steer it, uh, it's probably normally not in the best direction. Wow! So you know, it all it's it's all very surprising and little. So does it still mean a lot, or is it just like this is great, but it's not like it means a lot because it syncs up with my nerd side. That's very much, um, he he very much cares about test scores mm-hmm. and final results, final grades. Got it. You know what I'm saying? That's been a big issue. Like I'll be singing. People be crying. Somebody will be shouting over there, crying on the floor here. And I'll still get off stage and ask, how was it? Yeah. Because I need a final grade. Yes. And so Grammy is like A+. plus. That's, you got an A-plus in music. Congratulations. Yes. So <laughs> after that, you start your own label, Life Room label, around the same time. What, what was the reason to do that? Uh, well, you know what? I, I had, a, as, I, as we talked about, I had a tough journey Mm-hmm. You know, as far as music goes, a lot of people would have probably given up had they been any more like, I don't know, aware. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was kind of green and oblivious to how hard I was having it. Sometimes. Right. But I definitely want to um, make it easier for other people. And I feel like there is room for the type of music that I make. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, in this world. So I want to, you know, get some more artists to make some more of it. This music that is built for the believer, even if it's not built for church service. Mm. And um, I like that. You know, it's fun for me. That's a good distinction. Did you know you were doing that at the time, or is that something you you realized later on? He realized it later on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you're you're all in my area now, 2021. Jonathan D- Denzel McReynolds. Mm, okay, yeah. favorite son. Yeah. I mean, just BT movie, and you. This wasn't like a cameo. Mm, I was all in there. You was all up in there, rotimi. You was over there. Kissing, I seen it. Oh yeah, cussing, kissing and cussing, kissing and cussing, all on BT. You know, same thing you was doing in college, but now <laughs> you ain't writing about it. Now <laughs> you actually everybody about- get to see it. <laughs> but what was that like to be able to to do that? Was this another dream you didn't have? Absolutely, yes. I had a dream. I ain't been on BT Plus. I I, I subscribe to it. It's probably a they lot of things in me. your life that you didn't dream about. There's that happened. They're like, damn, this is. I should have been dreaming about this mm-hmm. part. <laughs> um, but no, it was, you know, 2020 was weird. I've, I've turned down a lot of like requests for me to act because I just couldn't take myself seriously. Really? I don't know what 
came over me to even try this. Was you it? Know? You think it was the pan- pandemic and like probably, being sitting down for probably, a while? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Um, you, st- I think twenty twenty, it took a lot of like, you know, you know. It, I know this is a clean show and I'm a clean guy, but you know, given you know how many F's you have to give, mm-hmm. 2020 took a lot of the F's away. Yes. I don't have any, I don't have as many. <laughs> I'm checking everywhere. Make room, I had so many F's to give. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I had a lot. And they took them from me. Okay. And 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 by the time we got to 2020, yeah. dealing with elections oh, and, and George Floyd, I mean, it was just. It was too many things. It was a lot. I didn't have any F's left. <laughs> By the time I got to November and they asked me to do something, I'm like, sure. <laughs> Fine. What you want me to do? Fight, cuss, cry, kiss? Cool. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, man. I just hope I, I mean, I don't think I was bad. Now, I'm not saying I'm a great actor. I, no. But I know I didn't do badly. Unbiased, you were great. Thank you. You're fantastic. Me and Johnny Mac, we got we, we gonna boy, we gonna be like Turner and Hooch. We got a lot of stuff we can do. Y'all just keep keep your eyes out for Kevin Johnny. Before we let you go, wanna know what what you wanna do next. You've done a lot of great things. Uh what do you see the next couple of years for you like? Man, I just wanna keep expanding, man. You know, keep expanding, keep, you know, seeing what I could do, what audiences take to my music. Mm. So we're going to be doing a lot of features and different genres. Mm. And, and um, I want to release, uh, you know, a few different albums. My hope was always to eventually make a children's album, Christian, uh, you know, country album, Christmas album. You know, I, really? I, I want to try all of that before I get done with this. I would love to hear the country album. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting with Kevin stage. <laughs> I'm a little stuffed up, so now, I can't hit it. Now I want, as good, I want, I, I'm even I, more interested now after happen. that little bit. I can make this thing happen. All right, before we let you go, we got Kev's top 10. We ask every guest 10 questions. All we ask is that you answer authentically. You got it. Okay. Number one, who's your favorite person? Um, my, my niece, Kyla. Is that your only niece? No, and I have a nephew and everybody else, okay. but she's we're ju- it's just my buddy. It's okay. just my buddy. That's okay for the rest I of feel life. it's like it's like um, you know, she feels cut from my cloth a little bit. Nice. That's Uncle Johnny. That's Uncle Johnny. Good old Uncle Johnny. But yeah, all my I, I love being Uncle Johnny more than anything. Okay. Number two, what's one of your happiest moments? Um, happiest moment. Hmm. Happy. When do I have that emotion? <laughs> um, had one of my happiest moments was you know helping my mother get out the hood, mm. get a little condo, little condo, little condo, little condo, cause Johnny Mac and the little strumming the guitar. <laughs> All right, what's one of your saddest moments? Um, something I probably can't say on here. Which makeup one that you can say? Huh? You can make up one. Don't give the real one. Oh, People okay. always give a fake real one, <laughs> but not the real one. You know when they no. <laughs> um, uh, saddest moment. Hmm. S- saddest moment. Oh, I don't know. That's, I don't. I don't have a whole bunch of sad moments. Okay, and that's fine. I don't have a whole bunch. That could be the truth and be authentic. I'm sure I'll think of some when we text move. me later. Yeah. Okay. Grits, salt and pepper, or sugar. Sugar. 
You heard it, Marquita Bradley. I don't care if you don't like it. He said it. I understand. Now it is. It's this. It's. A, I think it's a North South thing. Don't you think? No. Oh. Because I grew up in Texas and I eat sugar. Oh. I think it's a family thing. Got it. You like the grits that your family likes. Yeah, I put sugar on everything. I put sugar there on Rice go. Krispies for the same reason. Exactly. Sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie? I don't really like pie that much anyway. I like apple pie with like vanilla ice cream on it. I can't do hot and cold. My teeth get confused. Oh. <laughs> Anita Baker or Patti LaBelle? Uh, <laughs> Anita Baker is an artist. Patti LaBelle is an entertainer. Okay. That's a good distinction. Favorite black saying? Uh, favorite black saying um i don't know <laughs> it's all right I don't it's all right <laughs> we'll take it what excites you well that's what we say in chicago is is decent it's decent yeah, that decent. means it's good decent can mean anything from decent to fantastic okay it's good to know what excites you um Competition. Mm. Winning. I get it. What bores you? Small talk. Mm. I hate it. I'm not a big small talker. Hey, how are you? Oh, oh yeah. What's God. going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I, I'm asleep. <laughs> I hate it. I have to tell people when I call them, I have to back up and be like, I'm sorry. I don't really hey, do small talk. My bad. Hey. Let's just get to it. Just get to it. Because I don't really want to be on the phone anyway. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like that we have to begin and end things when we have a relationship. Right. I said, hey, like two years ago. <laughs> 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 this letter is not over. <laughs> so why do I have to say bye now? Yes. If you don't say bye, you don't need to say hi later. There you go. Last one. What do you want your legacy to be? Um. Somebody told me that that when you that your favorite animal and why you why it's your favorite animal is how you want people to think of you. My mm. favorite animal has always been the cheetah because okay. it's the fastest. Mm -hmm. And so I love superlatives. Um, I love ESTs. Okay. And so I just want to be the ist. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Greatest, most, most whatever-ish. <laughs> but uh, hopefully that, you know, in addition to just respect, high character, you know, great uncle, great father, great whatever I, mm -hmm. I get to be, um, great man. Um, I, I like ists. Got so it. I hope that I do something in my life that puts me on top. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan McReynolds. Follow him at, what are your social handles? They're not all the same, right? J-O-N McReynolds, though, pretty much. But on Facebook, it's like Christ Representer or something? What I think was it's, that? Yeah, it's like John Jonathan McReynolds, comma, Christ Rep. Yeah, I might I might pull that you down. Gotta, you got to short that. Yeah, no. Nah. Oh Christ! But it was just to differentiate between the fan page and the personal page. But I'm about to close the personal page soon. You shouldn't have that anymore. I shouldn't. We've moved past. All that. we do is talk about the Bulls <laughs> on that page. <laughs> Check him out musically. His book, his movie. They still call me Jono. His Jono, his old group that he left, his <laughs> master class everywhere. Good friend of the podcast, friend of the show. Also, you can watch this. Ad free on the Kevin State Studio streaming service and also early on the Kevin State Studio streaming service, but also everywhere you find podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, and all that. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan McReynolds, appreciate you. We'll see Love you guys you, next time. That was great. Johnny Mac. Always a pleasure. Man.